The Rock and Roll Coffee Show is brought to you by Writers and Rockers Coffee Company, keeping the music and memories alive with some damn good coffee. Visit them at writersandrockerscoffee.com. And Retroactive, located at Broadway at the Beach in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. 70s, 80s, 90s retro. Shopretroactive.com. Welcome back to the Rock and Roll and Coffee Show. I am Joe Sebelia. Thanks for joining me. If you are new to the program, please make sure you subscribe here on YouTube so you don't miss a thing. My guest this week is Ronnie Simmons. Ronnie is an Australian-based, uh, LA-based, actually was born in Australia, LA-based guitar player. Um, he's a guitar player for the bands Faster Pussycat, Moto Christ, and is currently on tour with uh, Richie Ramone from the Ramones. He will be working on some new material of his own to be released in 2023, hopefully. If you want to find out more about Ronnie, visit ronnie.simmons.com. I talked to Ronnie about his, uh, you know, when he started playing guitar um, up until his move to the States and then what he's currently up to. Hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Thanks for watching. So, Ronnie, let's talk a little bit about, let's go way back. Let's go back to Australia. Um, when you first started getting into music, learning guitar, um, what was the scene like in Australia? Like, how did you find rock and roll? Um, that's a really good question. Like I first got into it as a real young kid. I think I was like seven or eight and I saw back to the future and that scene at the end where he does Johnny be good. I kind of oh, went, yeah. that's cool. I want to do that. And yeah. then, you know, over time, picked up learning guitar as you know i was about 10 years old and i grew up in sydney city like a suburb called newtown in the inner west on king street which runs pretty much into the heart of the city and that suburb was it was like an artist's hub and paradise around that time it was all the punks and goths and music venues and there was a really healthy live rock scene so it didn't take too long for me to you know, walking out my front door, you know, being into this kind of music, kind of sussing out where those hubs kind of were. And yeah. I, always, you know, I gravitated towards those, those kind of bands, like the rock bands and the punk bands that I, I just wanted it to rub off on me. And before, you know, I was, you know, I was in amongst it all and right. Before, yeah. Had, then I had my own band and then started supporting those bands and then was a part of the scene. And it was right. a, a really, really cool time. Like, you know, pre, pre smartphone, pre social media. Yeah. 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 Now was uh, it, was it really big? Like it was in, in the eight, cause you grew up in the eighties, right? In the early I was, 90s. I was born in the eighties. Yeah. I, yeah. I, this is like around 2003, 2004 is when I oh, hit okay. the live pub scene. So okay. I, I got the, the, it, it it wasn't like the eighties and say King's Cross in the heyday of you know Divinals, Rose Tattoos, Screaming mm. Jets. Um, I, I wish I could have been a part of that, but I kind of got the tail end of the the live Sydney rock scene when it was still 
still pumping pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then did you hit, um, you said you hit the club scene out there when you started playing? Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been playing bars since I was about 14, 15 years old. Oh, geez. So, yeah. I was, I was like in 10th grade and my bandmates were all 20 plus and you know, covered in tats hanging down at the pub. And, you know, at, 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 at first mom and dad were a little nervous, but you know, then it didn't take long until it was like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah. I think that's how it usually works with rock and roll. Well, not all the time. I mean, some are, but I remember my parents were the uh, same way. But. Yeah. 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 So you started playing out there. And then when did you come to the States? Not too long ago, right? Uh, 2013 was my first US tour. And then I moved to LA in 2014. Okay. And why did you think you needed to move to LA? Um, well, it was interesting. What brought me out here in 2013 was playing with an Australian band supporting Faster Pussycat. We did their US oh. tour and their European tour. And that was that pretty much took up all of 2013. And at the end of that, it went so well. Faster Pussycat were like, do you want to do it again next year? And we were like, yeah, sounds good. And management sorted it all out. And the plan was let's all relocate. And through a series of events, I was the only one that actually showed up. Oh, no. And then I've been here ever since. Well, how? tell me that story. What happened with that? Um. Well, basically, uh, there was a series of events where certain band members couldn't come out, and I'd already moved out here. I showed up with literally a suitcase, my Les Paul, and was like, all right, let's do this. And then after a couple of weeks of me being out here, got the news that, you know, all right, they're not coming. And then oh, I had the guys in Faster Pussycat going, well, where's our support band? I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> believe I'm me. Right I'm here. Yeah, I'm right here. <laughs> so, um, uh, fast forward to, uh, Danny and Chad went, Hey man, do you want to play the whiskey with Motocrist? When all this happened, I went, yeah, sure. When? And they went tomorrow. And I went, <laughs> all right. Went home, learned the songs and then jumped up with them at the whiskey and, after that, I just kind of bounced from band to band to band, and that was that was 2014, and I've been here since. I just didn't go back. Wow, that's a hell yeah. of a story. So you've known those guys for a while, then? Yeah, about a decade. Like yeah, we got, got into the band. Yeah, it's like we were, you know, like I said, I toured with them, toured the world. We did the states, we did Europe, and when I first moved out here, they were kind of my home base, really. Like you know, they were my my friends and. That kind that kind of led into me joining the band down the track was we were already mates and when when they asked me hey do you want to do this I was like you know sure let's do it sure of course yeah, yeah. so you were right there so playing with Danny and Chad in Motocrist is that when you first like started playing with them officially uh yeah I think so yeah 2014 at the Whiskey and then that led into also me meeting Mark Diamond that plays in the Dwarves as well as Motocrist, who I ended up living with at one point in time down the track. And he also coincidentally plays on the new Richie Ramone album with me because we did a tour of the Dwarves and Richie Ramone. So okay. it's a very, very, very small world. But yeah, I, I started playing with them then, and that led to me playing on the Chrome album in 2015. So I, I co-wrote some of those songs, and I played guitar on those tracks with Motocrist. And... That's how I met Gilby, which led to me meeting Frankie Clark and how I ended up playing with Frankie and the Studs. And it's this whole like little web of, you know. So it really is kind of who you know. Yeah. And well, and also 
how how you play and act. Yeah, well, of course, that's a given. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it, it's a very very small world. It's it's not even six degrees of separation. It's like two. Yeah, right, right. So tell me about Richie Ramon. I mean, how long have you been playing with them? I've been playing with Richie since 2016. Um, but when I first came out here in 2013, he was one of the first people I ever met hmm. through like uh, the band that brought me out. His management. Um, I sat down with him and Rodney Bingenheimer and his friend Brett Smith, who's an editor, and they were the kind of first people I met even before the guys in Faster Pussycat. And I've, you know, I've kind of had this look since I was about 14 years old. So we're sitting at Cantor's and he's looking across at me like, <laughs> Ramon. And uh, <laughs> um, he, he, he actually jumped up with the band I was playing with and we did something to do by the Ramones and we became friends again and we stayed in touch and then uh 2016 like early 2016 i got a phone call saying his guitarist at the time for whatever reason had left did i want to do it and i was like sure let's go and uh like the ramones are one of my big biggest influences so that really that that was yeah that was a a big dream come true and we've been really close friends ever since we actually just finished recording his new record and that's just been mastered i heard yesterday i was on the phone to richie and so that'll be coming nice. out soon you know and you, you know, and you wrote on this record as well. I got, yeah, I got, I got to play on this record, and that was that was really cool. Yeah, we did that out here, and like I got off touring with Faster Pussycat and went straight into the recording studio with Richie. Like mm. I think you know a couple of days later, and then after that went on the road with him again. It, it's been a very very busy year. Yeah, you've been nonstop. Yeah, like since uh, since February, really. Like up and like this this stint here, which has been like three weeks back in LA, is mm. the longest time I've had to sleep in my own bed since the start of the year Jeez, oh, and then you're getting ready to go out again yeah south america next week we hit um we're doing brazil chile argentina mexico and guatemala and that'll take me up to just before christmas wow and faster pussycat aren't they doing australia soon yeah we're we're headlining glam fest which is going to be really exciting so it's it's a big festival with us wednesday 13 enough's enough pretty boy floyd um, a whole bunch of really cool Australian bands like Department of Gloom and Star Crazy featuring guys I grew up with that it's yeah. like, oh, cool, we're going to be sharing a bill. I haven't seen you in years, mate. Yeah, and um, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're doing the 25th, 26th, 27th, and 28th of January, which is Australia Day weekend. It's kind of like our 4th of July. Oh, wow. So that's, you know, we're, we're playing Melbourne on um, the 25th, which will be, that'll be, a, that'll be really cool. Has Faster Pussycat ever been in Australia? Uh, yes, they have. I'm pretty sure back in 2000. And, actually, I went to the show, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, 2008, I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly. And they played okay. the Metro in Sydney. And I, I, yeah, I went down to that show, and I, I didn't I didn't get to actually meet or know the guys at that point. But, yeah, I, I was a punter in the crowd at that at that show for that tour. Yeah, that's going to be a blast. Um, I'm really I'm really looking forward to it. I, you know, I haven't been back to Australia um, and toured like that in a while, so it's going to be really, really cool to see everyone. You got all your friends uh, ready to come to the show? Oh, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a blast. It's yeah. <laughs> really, really looking forward to it. So do you find it difficult? Well, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say difficult, but juggling all these bands and all these projects, does that start to get a little hectic for you? And Hectic's, hectic's a good word, of, well, good way of putting it. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's it, it's a lot. Mm. And I, I don't take a second of it for granted, but the hardest part is, you know, making making sure it runs smoothly and 
you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to let anyone down. And right. luckily this year has been really, really pretty, pretty cruisy. Every, everything's kind of lined up pretty evenly. So I've been able to have my cake and eat it too mm-hmm. and, and just do all of it. Now, have you had to face any conflicts with that? Like if Fast Pussycat's doing something and then something comes up with Richie and you got two things going at the same time, has that happened to you? Um, not, not specifically yet. Good. Um, l- luckily, you know, other members in the group also playing in other acts. Yeah. That, you know, I, I'm not the only one juggling, juggling a schedule like that. And that's mm-hmm. very common in LA for, you know, lots of people to be in multiple bands. So I'm, I'm just doing my best to make it work and, you know, awesome you're staying I, I, just, I, just, I just want to do it all <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no i i see a lot of people like you said a lot of people it's very common a lot of people are doing that these days and uh yeah i guess that's just the thing you do yeah that, that that's it it's you know i, I wish i could clone myself so i could you know, <laughs> never have to worry about that anxiety of oh no is is anything going to overlap but yeah yeah no luckily everyone's been really really cool mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um now you played in a band called the Raskins. Was that what it was called? You filled in, or you played, or what? yeah, I was. I they hired me to do a tour. That okay. was in 2014. Yeah, yeah, I did the the Motley Crue Alice Cooper final tour. Yeah, how was that? I mean, that's like a huge tour. <laughs> that that was cool, man. I got to play the Madison Square Garden sold out opening for you know Motley Crue and Alice Cooper, and yeah. through that it led to me making friends with the guys in the Alice Cooper band, and then after that. You know, I'm in a couple of Tommy Hendrickson's music videos and got to work with him and we became really good mates. And it, it was it was really, really cool. Like that kind of happened after not long after playing with Motocrice at the Whiskey and being like, OK, I've moved here. Where's my band? To Hey, do you want to go to stadiums playing with Motley Crue and Alice Cooper? I was like, yeah, let's go. So, that, that's, so, this, that's crazy. So you move here, your band doesn't follow you and all of a sudden you're just getting all this work. Yeah, and and um, I, I did throw myself in the deep end and hustle. Like I was out nearly seven nights a week in Hollywood, you know, passing out guitar picks with my details on it, and being like, you know, who needs a guitarist? And I'm here, yes. and you know, learning learning sets basically overnight to go and then do gigs with whoever I could. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I I was very very fortunate that it it did kind of unfold like that. Mm-hmm. And, now, yeah, and you- that was fun. Are you a fast learn? Like if someone calls you and says, hey, we need you in two days, are you pretty quickly, you can learn the songs? Yeah, and learning songs of that volume and that speeds, it, it's a skill in itself that you, you can practice it. it. It's like it's a frame of mind you can get into and, you know, from and years of experience help. But, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it, it's it's never easy to learn that many songs in a short amount of time, yeah, but I think there'd be some it, pressure. It, it, it can be done. It can be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. And then um, tell me about your solo stuff. Cause you have a lot of solo stuff out. Yeah. It, it's interesting. You say that I'm heading into the recording studio this Friday and Richie Ramones playing drums on my, I'm doing a solo LP. Wow, nice. This year I was, I put out, because I've been writing and writing songs since well, since I was back in Australia. Because mm-hmm. I, I had a band that was my band called Lust back there. That that's how I kind of cut my chops on the Australian scene. You know, we toured with bands like the Screaming Jets, Angry Anderson from Rose Tattoo, Doc Neeson from Angel City, or the Angels as we call them in Australia. And that led up to me then being hired by the band that brought me out here. But that was a band where I wrote the songs and i did everything Mm. and after that i've kind of been a hired gun for the past decade so i've got all these songs that have been building up over the years and i've for this l like i sat back and 
when I started touring this year, I was like, I should start putting something out. Like I've been mm. sitting on the, it, it, I don't want these to gather dust on a hard drive any longer. And during COVID, I, I picked up a gig composing for film and TV. So I'd record instrumental songs for like Discovery Channel, Hallmark, UFC, this kind of stuff. And one day yes. there was an SM58 sitting around and I went, you know what, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to put vocals on one of these songs. And I, I sent it to my boss. He's like, this is really good. You should do more of this. I was like, you, you know never what, you did it before. Um, I, I demo before with other bands I'd played in, but it's like, I really kind of honed my chops on recording and producing during COVID during lockdown, you know, sitting in, sitting in lockdown. So I kind of, I I kind of, I just had a, you know what? Yeah. I'm I'm just going to do this and give it a shot. And then it came to touring this year. I went, I'm just, I'm going to put something out to let the no world, let, let the world know, like. I, I do have a voice and I can write and I can produce, but mainly just art for the sake of art. Like I just, I wanted to put something out and, yeah. and then people started reacting and going, you know, do, do, do a record. Why don't you put an album out? Why don't you put it, you know, you, are you going to do your own thing? And I went, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this properly. And I, I was hanging out with Richie the other night at a, at a bar. We went to a gig and he's like, I'll play on your record. I went, cool, let's do it. So I, <laughs> before we hit the road i'm gonna go in we're gonna track all the drums i got 15 songs that's i think an hour's worth of music so it's like wow. whether when it comes out it's going to be released as 15 songs i don't know but that, that's how many i'm sitting on a lot of material so yeah. i'm gonna record all the drums hit the road for south america and then spend christmas in the studio i'm sitting and talking to you doing everything else nice so are you playing bass and guitar and singing yeah this at this point I'm going to be doing as well as saxophone as well because I'm also a sax player. So there's a couple of ska punk kind of songs in there. So I figured I'll I'll bust out the saxophone as well. I I noticed in some of your songs you got that little raspy kind of ska punk voice. Yeah, yeah, my my the 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 scratchy voice. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but you also got a clean voice too, cleaner. Yeah, I I I got multiple voices. I guess it's (laughs) it's it's stylistically and it it's. I never really considered myself a singer. I was always a guitarist. I just kind of open my mouth and whatever comes out that sounds the way that I think suits the song is what I go with. But mm. since since doing that, I've been I've been looking down avenues of which way to go about it. So, what well, when the album comes out, you'll you'll hear what it's become. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so you you ever see yourself just singing? Oh, I'd love to. Like, just be a singer. I. I feel a little naked without a guitar in my yeah, hand, but ha- having said that, never say never. Anything's possible. Right. So right. it's like the future's unwritten. I- I've had a lot of people tell me that I should put my own band together, but being only 24 hours in the day and being only one of me, as we've mentioned, juggling, Just being in, one more thing to it. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> but like I said, never say never. The, the, fu- the future is unwritten and I love singing. It's one, you know, one of my favorite things to do, like, especially on the road, if it's as a night off or something it's not unusual for to find me singing along to ACDC songs at karaoke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd love to hear that. Is there any video of that anywhere? Uh, I think there is on my, on my Facebook group, the, the Ronnie Simmons group on Facebook. I think there's footage of me doing that somewhere. <laughs> I can't remember if it's Shreveport or I think it happened in Edinburgh as well. It's, <laughs> it's a reoccurring. <laughs> were, were you a big ACDC fan growing up? Oh, huge, huge! Yeah. Like Bon Scott's one of my my favorite frontmen ever, and uh, being being fortunate enough to have been invited to play on stage with Rose Tattoo 
back in mm. 2013 that were a part of that, the Alberts record scene and, you know, now Mark Evans that was on all the ACDC record, those early Bon Scott records now plays with them. So like that's, yeah, ACDC were a big influence on me along with Rose Tattoo, The Angels, Cold Chisel, all, all that Aussie rock stuff. It's, you know, it was a mix of, the joke I make is I'm caught somewhere between CBGBs and an Australian pub. <laughs> <laughs> Did, are you a Bond guy or a Brian guy? Oh, Bond. I, like, Bond I, 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 I like I like Brian, but if you know, if, am I a Bond guy? Yeah, I'm a Bond guy all the way. <laughs> um, so saxophone. You said you play saxophone. Yeah, that was actually the. I played saxophone before I played guitar. I've, I've got it sitting next to me here. Actually, I've, I've had it since I was about oh, far out. Eight years old. I still, it's one of those things that I, you know, played it in the school band. And I actually played the Sydney Opera House with one of my school bands playing really? saxophone, where we covered Rock Lobster by the B 52s. I would have been about 10 years old. Oh, man. I hear that song every time I'm at work at the retro shop. It's on, yeah. it's on our playlist. <laughs> I love that shop, by the way. It's one of the coolest record stores I've ever been to in my life. Thanks, man. That was fun, huh? That was a, yeah, good that time. Was a really cool day. But, yeah. um, yeah, I just kind of kept up with the sax. I just, you know, I, I didn't give it up. And mm -hmm. I, I played saxophone on the Motocross Chrome album. Actually, songs like Make It Rain, if you listen to saxophone on that, that's me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to listen again now that I know that. Yeah. I was just listening to that album today. That's good stuff. Are, are you guys still a band? Yeah, yeah. The, the band gigs, it's like whenever I, um, that was actually, I jumped up with them for Ricky Vodka's birthday. Um, when I'd just gotten back from the last Richie Ramone tour, I got back from London and played with them and Gilby got up and Tammy got up. It was a really cool celebration, but it's one of those things of whenever I'm available and, you know, in town. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, the new Fast Pussycat record, that should be out sometime, right? Yeah. The new single Ghost comes out at the end of this month, I'm pretty sure. And through Golden Robot Records. And I'm, I cannot be more excited. Like it's one of the, it's one of the coolest songs that like Tammy played it to me and I went, Whoa, yeah. this, this is awesome. I was, I was around his the other day, putting vocals on some songs and some stuff. So it's, it, it's really, really exciting. And I, I wish I could say more, but the, the, <laughs> the reveal will happen in time. Will happen soon. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now you didn't play on the, anything on the album, did you? Was that already done when you came in the band? Uh, the, the tracks were pretty much done. I, I, I came in and I did a bunch of vocals on on the songs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then Ghost, this new song, you haven't played that live, right? No, no, the band hasn't played that live yet, no. So okay. I'm, I'm hoping we add that to the repertoire for Australia. Mm -hmm. Time will tell. Right. Um, is there any more shows for Fast Whiskey besides that? Are you guys going on another round or...? Um, everything for next year is in the works, but you can, I, uh, next year is going to be another very, very busy year of touring. I can tell mm -hmm. as, as far as what's in front of me at this point, I've got, yeah, Richie Ramone in South America starting next week and then Australia for those days. And, awesome. You got um, an exciting life going on right now, bud. Oh yeah. It's, it's <laughs> been nonstop. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tell me about, uh, playing with Sam. Sam's been on the show, uh, Oh, he's, I, I he's love it. He's a great it. guy. I mean, he's a great guitarist too. Do you guys like share guitar licks back and forth? Yeah, it was it was really cool. Like once once I came into the group, we we kind of put our heads together and went, what what can we do? 
So there's a lot of things where he's such a great guitarist and such an easygoing guy, just like myself. It was it was a matter of we both said we just want to make this as cool as we can. So like putting the harmonies in the House of Pain solo, doing the twin guitar harmony like we do in Don't Change That Song, we, we kind of went through and it was a matter of because we've got two lead guitarists mm. and I, I I just look at it as we just play guitar. Yeah. You know, it, it's not a it's not a matter of who's lead, who's rhythm. It's like we just we just play guitar. Like he definitely takes more leads than I do, but I have you know no no problem with that. Like yeah, it's, it's fun. Now you guys were definitely. It seemed like you guys been together for a long time when I saw you guys. I mean, yeah, a, a lot a lot of people mention that we 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 gel really really well mm-hmm. and yeah, it's it, it's nice to work with another guitarist that has such a great ear and can move really, really quickly. And it's like, you know, do you want to put a harmony on this? Yeah, let's do it. Give it a sh- Yeah, the attitude in the rehearsal room was like, well, let's try it out and see what works. And, you know, yeah, sounds good. It is good. Yeah, why not, right? Whilst also trying to keep it as close to the uh, original legacy as, as possible. Like that was also, you know, in very, very strong in our minds is doing the, the records justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to... Does Tammy it- let you... Uh kind of go off on your own like that or does he want to keep it pretty straightforward um it's getting getting the songs as close to the record as possible and playing the parts right it's definitely a priority mm-hmm. and our approach is kind of like let's get it together and then show everyone and then let them make their mind up it's like what do you guys think of this and more often than not it's like that sounds great do that we're like all right cool <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. Um, so future plans, you said you got a busy uh, 2023 coming up. Um, you're going to put yeah. a record out. Yeah, well, um, I'm, I'll be putting out my own solo LP somewhere along the line. Richie Ramone's got a new record coming out. Faster Pussycat's got the new record coming out. They'll be definitely touring. The touring aspect past January is all being kind of organized behind the scenes as we speak. So I, I wish I had, you know, more answers to that, but it's, it's mm-hmm. still being figured out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm looking forward to looking forward to having another very busy year. It sounds like, like you're setting one up. Yeah, it, it, it's going <laughs> to be a lot. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. How do you like being over here in the States? I, I love it, man. It's like well, yeah. I've been here nearly, nearly 10 years, like to be able to do what I've done. Um means the world to me like uh, at the end of the day like rock and roll was kind of it's american culture you guys kind of invented it the rest of the world reciprocated so to come here and be able to play rock and roll to people across the states and have people react the way they have means Mm. the world to me man like it's really really cool and i'm I'm very grateful and aware that not everyone gets to do it so i'm I'm making most of it that's awesome man have you talked to the band that left you (laughs) that left you here um yes 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 yeah. yeah yeah it's i i went back to australia briefly at the start of the year and it's life life's too short the whole grudges man like you tell me you should have came it, it, it's, it's you know it's, too, it, it's all good yeah well it seems to work out for you that's awesome bud thanks man all right man well listen i appreciate you taking time joining me here hell yeah thanks for having me man the rock and roll coffee show do you drink coffee I love coffee. I drink a lot of coffee. Do you? You know, yeah, yeah. you know, we have a rock and roll and coffee show coffee now. So I'm looking forward to trying it. I don't know if I have. Let me see. I thought I had some here, but I don't. 
That's what I'm drinking, yes. Actually, I do. Hold on one second. Right there. Look at that. Oh, nice. Rock and roll and coffee show from Writers and Rockers Coffee. It's fantastic. Awesome. I love it. So, um, anybody out there wants to pick some up? Pick it up. What's that? I'm looking forward to having a cup of it. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> All right, Ronnie. Thanks, bud. Thank you.